Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Best picture, best actress, best screenplay, best job site? It's too bad there aren't award shows for hiring because if there were, ZipRecruiter would sweep all the categories, including the Lifetime Achievement Award for revolutionizing hiring. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Their powerful technology distributes your job to dozens and dozens of the web's leading job boards, then identifies the right people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Meanwhile, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans wants to help you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, they'll give you a transparent online process and the confidence to make an informed decision, get a real mortgage approval in minutes, Adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Bill Simmons, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Finally, a State Farm agent has the knowledge and experience to anticipate your needs. With State Farm, you get more than just an agent. You get a teammate. You get a teammate that gets what matters most to you. Go to statefarm.com to get an agent that gets you. More on them a little bit later in this podcast. Don't forget to check out theringer.com. We are heading into the college basketball swarm right now. March Madness is going to be decided on Sunday. One Shining Podcast, Tate Frazier, Mark Titus, breaking down everything you need to do as you're going to fill out your brackets um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. But also... Uh, their podcast this week, they're going to be breaking down all the stuff that's going on. And we're even going to mess around with them on Instagram at ringer. Uh, they're going to have some instant reactions to some of the games that we see during the week. So check that out. And if you love the bachelor, man, did we cover the bachelor? Like it was the NBA playoffs this week. And I fully support it. Bachelor party with Julia Libman. I think she's going to have three podcasts this week. She already has one up. So that happened. Uh, we put a bunch of pieces on the site because uh, everybody was both horrified, amused, and uh, entertained and compelled by the strangest bachelor season I think we've ever had. And I think Becca Martinez might come back this week. We're trying to get her. She was fantastic. So check out all that stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to the Bachelor Party feed. And if you missed the if you missed the BS podcast yesterday with Charlie Warzel from BuzzFeed. We basically talked about the end of civilization and all the stuff that's happening on the internet and tech culture and conspiracy theories and uh, just how dark everything's getting. Getting some really good feedback on that one. It's not a sports podcast, but uh, if you're a smart person, I think you'll like this one. It goes in a lot of directions and it's really good. Coming up uh, earlier this morning, went to Jimmy Kimmel's office. My old boss, my longtime friend, he hosted the Oscars on Sunday night. Cousin Sal was there as well. And the three of us just hung out and talked about Sunday night. And it's coming up right now. But first, Pearl Jam. All right, we're taping this on a Tuesday morning. Jimmy Kimmel's office this is becoming a tradition. Yeah, it is. I guess at the second time, is it a tradition or just a repeat? Yeah, it's a repeat. Yeah. Cousin Sal is here as well. What's Last happened? year we did this, and it was the biggest fiasco fiasco in the history of award shows. This year was a little more mundane. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> is that a good thing? 
I think so. Yeah, I, you know, it was fun to have that fiasco, but to have two fiascos that, at that point, you think like, okay, well, there's something. It's it's like what's going on in Washington right now. You know, when Sal wins his giant parlay in all the categories, That's that right. it was that the Oscars went chalk. Yeah. What did you do, Sal? This year, the biggest fiasco is you pronouncing the word fiasco. <laughs> fiasco. <laughs> trouble. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's going to get drafted. <laughs> Which I, I bet draft. probably is technically correct if you really look fiasco? it up. Fiasco. The fiasco. Yeah. yeah. What was your parlay, Sal? The fiascos. <laughs> <laughs> How did no one do that? You're right. I don't know. We're too late. Late again. Next I year. Had, uh, I parlayed all the big favorites, so I stayed away from Best Picture, and it was a trend. All the big favorites, minus five hundred or higher. We're 29 and 0 in the last 10 years. Wow. So I was like, I'm putting them together again. And so now uh, it's 34 and 0. 34 and 0. So how many uh, different categories did you have in this part? So it was the two, it was the two uh, actors. It was the two actresses. McDormand uh, and Oldman. Best in supporting. Uh, director. Mm-hmm. And I added Coco just for good measure. So you had to get all six to win. Yes. You went six and 0. Yeah. That was it. Nice. Now, Amazing. This one wasn't as uh, fortunate. You no, guys less had, than you get guys out. The get out ads dropped to what? Plus. It was like seven to two by you by got showtime. it at twenty to one, and then you were going to do it again, and we had a text exchange about it. Yeah, Jimmy talked. Here's me out the of thing. It. You oh, you didn't do it. it. I no, didn't do did. it. You talked. Well, me you out didn't of do it a second time. You, you were adamant it. that Shape of Water was going to win, and well, I don't know, I just I don't don't know think who you talked to. Horror movies don't win. It's just maybe yeah. you go back to The Exorcist; they just don't win. But it, I will say this: I will reveal this. Sal was very on edge all night. <laughs> not about my performance not about anything other than he wanted to make sure get out didn't win best picture because he didn't want to hear it from you forever. i would have bragged about it for i was year. like what are we gonna do and jimmy's like oh i'll just pull up 30 emails from the past about other things that he's been wrong about i just pull up the clippers record and that'll be that i thought when he won for a screenplay i was like this is great and then yeah. then uh, shape of water wasn't win the technicals i was like this it worked is out perfectly because i did want to see him win something but we also didn't want eat to hear you forever i would have <laughs> bragged about it for a long time listen it was yet another loss for me why a year full of them i want to know if it came in second though why don't they release that it's just yeah, another mvp about that. award have why you asked see- you're in on the oscars jimmy why don't you ask these people let's why don't they the release rankings, the votes even out. the people who run the academy don't know who finished who second. decided that this is the people at PricewaterhouseCoopers. They know everything. Like, but why don't they tell there. us the votes? It's so precious. It would be amazing. I to guess know. it would be disheartening to the people who come in last, maybe. Yeah. Right? I mean, but the, the Olympics do it. Everybody Olympics does it. Olympics do it. All MVP When awards. they did, they, they picked the NBA All-Star game. The, the captains picked the teams. And they were like, we're not going to release the votes. And they came out. And it came out who was the last pick. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if... If like there was one movie or person or cat that no one voted for, like, yeah, like a no zero. Votes. It was probably the post. The post. <laughs> who, who voted for that thing? Uh, yeah, it was weird. It was definitely, uh, you know, Shape of Water. I wasn't you know, a huge fan. It was. Oh, you I, didn't like that movie? I respected it. Oh. I don't. I'll never watch it again. I might watch it again. I was thinking about this the other the other night under the influence of something or just. Well, potentially, (laughs) (laughs) but I liked it. I've watched Get Out like 10 times. It's on HBO all the time, and I I I always get sucked in. I had to watch Get Out in the middle of the day with all the blinds up because I I get scared at horror movies. Like, they (laughs) stay with me for a while. So, and, And it turned out that that's not one that would really upset me because it was more of a thriller than a than a horror movie. But it, it, I was worried about it, so I watched it in the daytime. 
Well, so that's why I didn't come to your Oscar party. I've been saving the story for this podcast. What is this? You watch Get Out again? No. <laughs> so you your party started like 1030 and yep. my wife was in Boston. 10. And I had the kids. Well, but 1030 mm-hmm. is. <laughs> right. So I had the kids and my plan was to leave the house at like 1030. And my daughter is almost 13. Like they'll be fine. Right. Just I'll put the alarm on. You'll be good. And we watched this movie on Netflix on Friday night called Veronica, which is this Spanish horror movie. It's basically like The Conjuring in Spanish. And it's petrifying. And my kids slept in the same bed Friday night and Saturday night. Like they were like freaked out by it. I was like, oh, this is bad. Why are you watching Spanish horror movies? Because my kids love horror movies. I know. And also I'm a bad parent. (laughs) So on Sunday. You're raising children who are going to go to conventions in Burbank. I know. They're going to be terrified. They're going to be collecting Fangoria (laughs) magazine. And they're going to have little dolls of creatures from Black Lagoons, et cetera, all over their shelves. That's the plan. (laughs) <laughs> so Sunday, I was like, "All right, so you guys are going to be good tonight." And I could just tell my daughter, "You've been there. You, your daughter's grown up, and you have another one. You've my daughter's right between your two daughters." My children never exhibited any fear of any kind. But you know, when they're they're twelve, thirteen, and you just know it's you're like, and the I just only I knew I couldn't go. That, this, this is one of the lamest excuses. It I wasn't ever an excuse. It's what happened. Friends, a party. Spanish harm. What were the odds? By the way, what were the numbers have been on it? Veronica. Come because yeah. it's the hottest Spanish movie on Netflix yeah. right now. But it did make me think they should have Uber for babysitters. Well, yeah. Like last minute babysitters sure. where what it's like everybody's idea. vetted. Stranger comes into your home. <laughs> well, they're vetted. There would be. Speaks no English. It would be somebody I've met. Cologne. Maybe I've met them before. Yeah. And you're just paying $30 an hour for some stranger to hang out in your house. They probably have that. So anyway, yeah. so I'm really, I'm really mad. I missed out on eating barbecue so, at 1:30 in the morning. I, I, I think if it's Seth Meyers, he's there. No matter Seth, what. Yeah, I think he leaves, he leaves what the hell is that? Hey, did you go? You're to on Seth? my side. Seth had a party. Did you go to it? I did go to that. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> what I mean? did well, Carrie come? I to had it? babysitting. No, Carrie did not. Carrie's, yeah. Oh, you had a babysitter. Yeah. Well, my my wife. That's what you did. Wait a minute. So your kids are now old enough to not have a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Well, the now, Golden Globes were last month. No, what I learned was that your kids are, are now a month older. My kids That's are old not, enough. My now? kids are not old enough to have a to not have a babysitter. That's what, <laughs> that's because you're poisoning their brains. I know because I'm watching Spanish horror movies, Veronica, with these <laughs> people getting possessed. So speaking of possessed, yes, I was very worried about you with this Oscars. Because, you're always worried. No, no, this one I was worried because the the climate was definitely. Uh, I don't know. Not comedy friendly. Uh, no, I would yeah. say. Yeah, no. It, it was an intense Oscars. It I mean, wasn't a great. It wasn't the ideal situation going in. It wasn't a great. Wasn't a great room. No. And you disarmed it, but there was a lot of thought put into it. I saw a a rough draft of a model you had like six days ago, and it was right. interesting to see some of the things you took out. Mostly what did you for learn? Time. Yeah, yeah. But what you so you learn like you throw. You watched the Seth Meyers Golden Globes one very carefully. Oh, to now see. put the Seth Meyers. No, already. but that was the first one. He was the test pilot. <laughs> yeah. And the biggest lesson of that was you throw a name out in the room, kind of everybody's sphincters get tight. Uh, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I, yeah. I did have that. I, because that's always the case. Even if it isn't a controversial year, they don't like to be singled out and they don't like to single others out. And the main reason why is because there are cameras on them throughout the whole thing. And they know there's 30 million people watching. So they, they are very sensitive to that. And so they're worried that they're going to be laughing hilariously at this Kevin Spacey joke. But then the camera cuts to them. 
Yeah. And nobody else is laughing, but they're having a riotous time. And then they get a call from Kevin, who maybe they knew from something. Or or even, it does, you know, even if it's not about, you know, something as heavy as the Kevin Spacey stuff, even just taking a little shot at a movie, they don't want to be on camera, you know. You know how it is. But that's when you just show your parents. The worst place yeah. in the the worst place for that is at the White House Correspondents Dinner because right. these people are actually doing the business of the country with each other and you've got journalists sitting next to politicians and mm. journalists rely on the politicians for information and interviews and they're not going to sit there and laugh at their faces. I experienced this myself when we went to Jeff Ross's roast battle in, oh. in Montreal at the oh, yeah. Montreal Comedy Festival. Jeff said something that was very, very funny, but truly horrible. I mean, as black as black comedy gets. <laughs> something, I forget what had happened, but something very bad had just happened in the news, and Jeff made a very, very bad joke. And I resisted the urge to laugh and i just sat there <laughs> because i was so nervous that i would be in the promo for comedy central or something you know <laughs> so i know where they're coming from so yeah. you have to be aware of that and you have to almost trick them it's it's almost like boxing like you just have to catch them unaware with a joke to get them to really laugh at something that's directed at someone else were you worried sal i was i mean we tried for weeks to to find a sensitive way to fit our R2 Me Too joke in there. And yeah, it, it never really it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. R2 Me Too. Yeah, it didn't, didn't work. But, yeah. yeah, what were the best jokes that got cut? Was there anything that you <laughs> just, even question. now you get haunted? <laughs> oh, no, no, not really. I mean, there were a lot of good jokes. The problem is that you can only do like two jokes per subject. That's right. what I've I've determined. So just, just determine for the Oscars or from like all the different things for you award shows yeah. for the upfronts, whatever. If you're standing in front of a group, yeah, I don't think you can go too deep. You could do it in like with one subject, but you, if you're bouncing around from subject to subject, mm. you can't stay on one for a long period of time. So it you look at Christopher work. Plummer and it's just like just fertile ground for comedy. Yeah. 88 yeah. year old guy. There's a hundred million. How many old age jokes did you write? So I mean, it's a relief that he he laughed. Right away at the first it's one. It's a really right? that he could so even many, hear us. There's so yeah. many. <laughs> he didn't know what was going on. So many times you could exhale, right? Like you were you were happy when the monologue was over, right? That was probably your first big like. Okay, let's let's now enjoy. You no, know, it's like, but it's like, it's like betting. It's like betting. Like when you win a big bet, you're just relieved. You're not. There's yeah, no, there's you're not no joy. There's no chest bumping and everything. You're just like you're you're happy. It's over. I don't know. That's kind of well, the Harvey Weinstein. This was a racetrack. The Harvey Weinstein section is. That's the, hairpin the sad turn. truth about life, by the way, that you just touched on there. Yeah. This is what you should be scaring your kids with. Is that Instead of Veronica? There's no joy or celebration, no. really, unless maybe if you win the Super Bowl. But in, in, the, in the rest of your life, if it goes well, you're like, okay, good, that went well. And mm-hmm. if it goes badly, you're like, oh, my God, that was horrible. Right. I'll never recover from this. My friend Dan Clores has this 20-hour basketball documentary that's going to be on ESPN, and he showed me a couple of segments from it. One of them is called Relief or Joy. And it's about coaches, about what happens when you win and how none of them can feel joy. You're just kind of happy you didn't lose. Yeah, that's sounds right. like this. That's right. Gambling, mm-hmm. entertaining, gambling, so coaching. Yeah. Well, we had, there was a website out there that had odds on all different things from your monologue. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. Karmically, right, you mailed it to us. We, the karma of it scared all of us, I think. I know, it but did. why did it, would it have been illegal for us to bet on that stuff? It wouldn't have been illegal. I think it would have been shady for you to bet on it, but like for to take care of a couple of maybe your 
your that's what I was younger thinking. employees. I think Who are our like kind of most degenerate, right? Yeah, friends that maybe don't live in L.A. Yeah, let them help them out a little bit. Like Brad do. Mulcahy, he could have signed up for the website and put in. You have to put a credit card down. No, that's where <laughs> that's he gets true. stuck. But could you imagine Sal calling you and saying, "Listen, this is guaranteed. You know, you this he is going to mention." He's going to mention Nancy Kerrigan in the monologue four times. So right, you got to right. bet the over on that. Well, what were the bets? It was like Trump. He will mention Trump. Well, that's what's interesting. The Trump mentions was one and a half. And as of, I think, Saturday, you were at two. And then you changed it was, one of the jokes. And then I think it was zero. I don't even think you said his name. I mean, you alluded Once, to him. One, you said yeah. his name, actually? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I think you just alluded. To, right. You yeah. changed to the fight. You changed it to Fox News, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 I actually thought that was smart because the, the Trump is another one that the less you said the name, probably. When people hear that name, they get yeah. nauseated. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so this was like two years ago. Um, I don't want to name any names, but Louis K. Uh, was at this. <laughs> oh, he had yeah. a client at the Super Bowl, and we knew how long the national anthem was going to be. Yeah. We did bet on that. Thanks, Louis. Yeah. He told us never to tell anyone. Was it pre-recorded? Um, it it wasn't pre-recorded, but he saw the rehearsals. And remember, it was like 20 seconds mm-hmm. higher than the over-under? Yeah. There was so one that website was that had who will be Jimmy's first target, who will be the target of Jimmy's first joke. And they had like Trump and they had uh, me, me to himself, uh, the Oscar, you know, baiting Faye Dunaway. And they had Emma Gonzalez at 75 to 1. And I was thinking, Emma Gonzalez. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what the kind kid. of lunatic? Like, how would he do it? How would he? But then I'm thinking, oh my God. Well, maybe, maybe you do make her the target, and then donate it all to the. Uh, oh, the oh, that spot. would have been yeah, unbelievable. That would have what, what a story that would have been. But the, thing, the problem with those bits is you you can only put in like fifty yeah, bucks. They don't, on, they don't let you get rich off them. Jeez, can it's hard to believe Sal was able to find some of these websites. <laughs> I didn't know he cared about it like this. <laughs> we got to tell you about something called porn. I think he'd really yeah? like it. Yeah. <laughs> How much can you win? And no, nothing really. It's Forget more it. of a losing proposition. But. <laughs> Since the last time we did this all together, Sal has launched a gambling podcast and he's yeah. launching a new generation of degenerates. I think he's that's kind really of their leader. Good. Because it was thing. so hard for you to do it one on one. And now you're able to get you the word out there to the masses. Oh, wait until this stuff becomes legal. <laughs> so Sal, Sal does this bet with Harry before the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That Harry can lose, what, 50? 52 pounds by Super Bowl 52, and then I give him $5,200. And we do. everyone know who Harry is, though? I mean, he's on the say, degenerate yeah. trifecta, and yeah. Yeah. he could have. He's a big, fat, ball guy I went to college with. He kind of took me to the next step of uh, where I am with gambling. Yeah, and it yeah. is really when you experience Harry and that, that whole group. The fact that you met in college is <laughs> yeah. that's not where you think you'd be like, yeah, we were in we were in the joint together. Yeah, like, <laughs> overseas. We were in yeah, like some kind of boys facility. The or, truth is, he was a townie when I met him. He wasn't enrolled in the college. He was a ta- he went to Oswego High School, oh and God. he would just pedal parlay cards, and everybody knew him around town. And eventually, he he. He took his summer money he earned and and uh, enrolled and it was what eight, a success eight credits story. at a time. And now he's a townie again. Yeah. So <laughs> so they have the the way off, yeah. and somehow you end up being the host of it. Well, no, with I Corolla, wasn't host, but I, I you were technically I the host. Panicked that I was going to miss it, and I called Sal. I didn't know how <laughs> tight the deadline was. I was like, I'm two minutes away. This Lyft driver is taking forever. I'm two minutes away. <laughs> so he's like, All right, well, okay, wait, wait, wait. I uh, wanted to see it. So you hosted Harry's Way Off, yeah. and then you hosted the Oscars within <laughs> yeah. a month of each other. But when Harry's Way Off, <laughs> has to be the biggest before and after TV. When experience. it was over, you were just relieved, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was no joy. <laughs> they weren't happy. The about best 
best part of Harry's was um, one of the guys were at the Super Bowl and Harry stripped down to his underwear and his underwear were the, the fact that he chose this pair to be the pair he would wear in front of everyone on Tastes the Internet at the Super Bowl <laughs> meant that this was his best pair. I mean, they looked like underwear from like one of the world wars. They were like, they were made of burlap and they were like ill fitting. So anyway, Harry's standing there in his underwear and we stuffed like what fifty two hundred dollars yeah. down his the front of his shorts. Yeah. The and best then, part was Sal's 10-year-old son wandering around near yeah. pretty much naked Harry. The best part was Will Burke's daughter wandering. No, whose daughter was it? Um, was somebody's it daughter yeah. came in with her Girl Scout cookies. Oh, yeah, Hench. Oh, my God. Hench, oh, Hench's, Hench's daughter. daughter. That's yeah. right. Hench brought his daughter to sell Girl Scout yeah, cookies yeah. in the Super Bowl? And that I doesn't said, sound like Hench at all. I said, look. There's a guy standing right there in his underpants who has not eaten in, I don't know, weeks and has $5,200 yeah. cash in it. Go right there. Oh, my God. That was a good call. I think he gave her like $4,800. <laughs> Jesus. We're going to take a quick break. Hey, the U.S. Postal Service is an important tool for any business reaching every household every day. Stamps.com. Our old friends brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your fingertips. Buy and print official U.S. postage with your own computer and printer. Stamps.com even sends you a digital scale that automatically calculates exact, exact postage. They have postage discounts you can't get at it at the post office. It's the U.S. Postal Service right at your fingertips. You know why I love Stamps.com? I like handing my outgoing mail and packages right to my lovely mail lady. I like just giving it right to her. Why would I want to get in my car and go to the mail something in the post office? Be like me. Use my code BS for this special offer, a four-week trial, plus postage, plus a digital scale. Go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in BS. Stamps.com. Enter BS. Sign up today. And one more thing you should sign up for. You've heard me talk about Gillette on this podcast. I've been shaving since college. Uh, you know what's changed my life? the Gillette Fusion Ultra Sensitive Skin Shaving Gel. It's the first shaving cream I've ever used that I shave and I don't get those weird little fake neck zit bumps on my neck. Recently, I started using the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield Razor, which was also great. I ordered it. I got four refillable razors and free shipping. Every fourth order free from that point on because I subscribed and I like to change my razor. So this is great for me. Now you can get Gillette Performance delivered to your door. No more getting mad at yourself because you just got back from the grocery store and realized you forgot to buy blades. Here's what you do. Subscribe today. Pick your favorite razor. Get every fourth order free. Visit Gillette online at GilletteOnDemand.com. Back to the cousins, Jimmy and Sal. All right, we're back. Uh, so the Oscars... Um. Yes, you were at you went at President Trump today. Well, he yeah he, he went at he went at the Oscars first about the ratings. He really he sets himself up very well. <laughs> it's almost it's just, I was just I, like I can't believe a person would be ratings wouldn't be so self unaware that he would tweet something about ratings yeah. when his his approval rating, which you know he has delivered to him in bed every morning. It's yeah. so unbelievably low. But I guess that's what you, if you were a psychologist, you would say that's projection. Mm. Yeah. Tell, say everyone else has low ratings and then nobody will notice you have low ratings. When the truth is exactly the opposite things hap thing happen. I was there. interested in this because the spin control, which we're going to talk about in a little bit about what's happened to your life in the last year. But um, 
the spin control, I could tell one of the angles was going to be, wow, you know, Kimmel got too political. That's why the ratings over oh, yeah, the last yeah. year, that's why the sure. ratings are down. The ratings were down because the best movie was Shape of Water. And the two best no, actor and actresses were one. Gary Oldman and Francis McDormand. There are no stars. So it wasn't not like event television. Just you disagree? Just I, I think there was like no signature. Well, just anything. look at the pattern. The ratings are down, all time yeah. low for Super Bowl, Emmys, Oscars, Golden Globes. I think you know well, they've been you know the on Globes are down long. too. Um, and uh, there's one other award. Show. Harry's weighing <clears throat> since Netflix happened yeah. since you know we are now able to watch anything we want at any time we don't have this situation where like oh the oscars are on mm -hmm. this is what we're watching only one thing has gone up the bachelor the bachelor <laughs> the bachelor has gained up? steam no i don't know no <laughs> i don't think so i, I think the bachelor <laughs> no. is maybe even with last year but. when i worked with you the bachelor i mean there were just <clears throat> less channels like something like the bachelor could get like 20 million people with mm -hmm. their season finale now i don't i don't think it's any any road to that but, but what did trump say he said i think this is because there are no celebrities in america except no for stars me left. no stars except me and much like our agent james baby doll dick says that's just kidding of course <laughs> baby doll is a little bit different he says kidding kidding yeah kidding, kidding that double, means double that kidding. indicates that he was not kidding right but if a new realized later he had he offended somebody so he is kidding, kidding. right kidding <laughs> sorry right sorry you're sorry. crying baby doll has <laughs> warned us that he's listening to this podcast which is a big <laughs> big move for him does that count as as work for him because yeah that would yeah. be a new, you know how new hard terrain it is to get a podcast on a flip phone it's <laughs> yeah. almost impossible well he is he has to hold it up over his head like an antenna you know we what have... else that counts as work uh tell a quick baby doll story from this weekend he shows Please. up to the oscars now there's rehearsal this was uh thursday night at uh 6 30 he shows up with his daughter emily who had just arrived from new york and he's a half hour in, he's sound asleep. I send you the pictures. Yeah. Side by side, the two of them are sound asleep. He claims That's got to make you feel good, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and he wakes up for a minute. and they Weirdly, have, it does. They have <laughs> baskets of fruit and everything. It all ends up on his seat like it's a movie theater. But there's a banana peel on the ground, cheese it's just thrown trash. Oh, like an animal? And like then he rat. leaves. And then he's gone. That was it. He just expects he somebody's going to pick it he up. He slept. He littered. He left. <laughs> well- so when he comes for the right. week, I've always tried to figure this out for you. He he makes it seem like you need him. And this yes, is really He's... important for him to come the whole week to support you. But I would I would come argue week, he stays with him. Well, there's a counter case that it actually is more of a burden than, than a help. The counter case. I just, I'm just I'm laying out the counter case. He stays with you and you have two small kids. The problem is he goes really around everywhere. He's constantly texting you. I'm late. I'm sorry. I'm running late, baby. The traffic's terrible. No. Like, why do you need this? He's beyond the explaining why he's late. Like, he, oh, he doesn't heard need that monologue. So we had our yeah. first table read on Thursday night and the table read was at six o'clock. Mm. Um, baby showed up at 715. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, he was at in a meeting with me before, and he showed up 10 minutes late for a meeting he had arranged, and then left at <laughs> 6, and it's like, I, I have to go to Jimmy's to Dolby Theater. What time do you have to be there? 6. We kind of looked at the phones. Was he was like on the phone during your first, the first time you did the monologue during rehearsal. Uh, he's on his phone, and Lewis and I, your father's like, what is going on? He's on his phone in the studio. Like, doesn't it's, even get out. That's great. He's, he's taking it to he's another level. He's not an agent. He's playing the character of an agent <laughs> in a movie that we don't realize we're in. 
It's like a Truman show. <laughs> Speaking of, we, we talked about, I think baby would be a great candidate for this. You were saying Kobe put down four or $5 million. What was it to, to make this short, this animated short. Oh, to make the movie. Oh, it was, yeah. yeah. It was a few million bucks. And you, you got like the, the best of everybody. We were thinking maybe baby should do this too. Like just put down $5 million. We're we'll trying to think like, Co yeah, Kobe's laid out this blueprint for the short film Oscar, which is, a category that is usually these people that have slaved away for mm -hmm. three years in Liberia. Right. And it's a brother, they're doing team. it, they're yeah. filming it on their iPhone and you know, yeah. they're eating ramen every day to survive. And then Kobe comes in and he gets like John Williams. He gets like all the best people. Yeah. They spend an insane amount of money. He blows everyone away. Plus he's Kobe Bryant. Half the Academy are probably Laker fans. Yeah. And it's like, this is great. Kobe Bryant. And meanwhile, like Stanley Kubrick never won an Oscar. <laughs> and easily could have done this and well, had made like a three minute short film. And the Oscar counts the same as everyone else's Oscar. Yeah, I like it's to not see, like they're different sizes. I like to see Stanley try to win the NBA uh, MVP. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we had a uh, Roger Sherman at the ringer was saying, Kobe, you know, they have the EGOT. Yeah. He, yeah. So he said Kobe was the first LMFAO. With the oh. Lawrence O'Brien Trophy, MVP, finals, MVP, all-star MVP and Oscar. <laughs> the LMFAO. <laughs> So the L is the Lawrence, huh? Lawrence yeah. O'Brien Trophy. Oh, that's for the, good. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> but uh, but I think this is Baby's blueprint now. Yeah. We convinced Baby to spend $4 million on a short film. He just we, smokes. He just sits there and smokes for we four would, minutes. We'd be better off focusing on convincing Baby to spend $4 million on a meal that we got <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, we've done that already. <laughs> Accidentally buy the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what did, was there a meal? Did you run no, up his bill? No, I was mad because I thought he was going to have a party, but then he pointed out that Jimmy didn't want one, so... And how I dare would, you come between my... I thought there was a party uh, well, that I, I didn't get invited to, and I was upset. Well, first of all, there was a party you did get invited to. You uh, know, no, I'm not talking the Sunday night so party. So you have no reason to be upset about any of this stuff. But uh, I will say <laughs> this. I never told Baby Doll that I oh, really? that. No, I, I one, never, oh. ever, ever said that. He, he willed that on to me. Baby, you don't want to have. And I, I gave him like an. I don't know. It depends on where I am. Oh, at that I wish time. I would have known That's, that. That kind of consideration has never been taken into account before. <laughs> Wait. So to recap, you never told baby you didn't want the Friday night. Here are all my friends and family in town. Correct. Party. Never. Baby then told Sal. Jimmy told me he didn't want to have the yeah. party. I yeah. just assumed he didn't want to be bothered, and then then I have nowhere to go with it, you know? Well, what I would have said is you can have the party. You know, it would be great. And last year I came because I was ready party to go. Party was fun last I year. I probably would have come this year. I think I was set, and, right. and I would have had time to come. But you have to understand that if I can't come to it, yeah, I can't come to it. Right. But he just decided he didn't want to have the party. You know, baby's... He Baby's, doesn't care anymore. He's you would think that a man who has like seven houses, each one exceeding 20,000 square feet. Yeah. Would be a little bit of a free spender, but not really the case. I know. Well, I told, you know, I'm going to the to the masters with my dad and I told baby and baby was like, oh, I'm going to this is great. And then proceeded to uh, tell me a five minute story about how expensive his trip's going to be. <laughs> how he's taking a people. He has to charter a plane. He's what? renting a house. He's Who's just he? going Saturday. Tickets are insane amount. You have to give them back or it's made. He laid out the whole thing for me. Uh. <laughs> no, does any other agent do this? No. Nobody. Here's how much money I spent this week. He walks. So I did Ellen on the week before, leading up to the Oscars last week. And he landed that day. He comes straight from the airport. Right to Ellen. 
And there's no better time to catch baby than when he's arrived straight from the airport. Yeah. Because he is just a, a tornado of cigarette smoke. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> right. Especially cross country. You're just yeah. gone six hours. When he yeah, when he has a six hour trip, he doesn't smoke fewer cigarettes that day. He yeah. still mm-hmm. smokes the he's same catch amount. Up. He just smokes them all <laughs> in the rental car. <laughs> That's undoubtedly a no smoking rental car. And then when he turns it back in, he just yells at them and says, oh, I did not smoke in that car. Yeah, that he car smelled that. like smoke when I got in there and uh, he shows up and at that moment that he arrived Ellen was in my dressing room baby walks in he's as red as a lobster I mean he has been out in the sun and meanwhile you know I'm watching the news in New York it's snowing he comes in he's been in Florida for the week he is tanner than Trump he walks in he's loud his hair is all crazy you know and he gets that he's like wild and he smells like smoke and cologne and Ellen looks at him like there's a wild animal. Is there an animal segment on the show tonight? <laughs> because there's a wild animal in this dressing room. And he's like, baby. And he walks out. He kisses me loudly on the face. And then he embraces Ellen as if she's his old friend. Oh, no. And she is totally, totally confused. Oh, my God. And I just start laughing. Ellen, you remember me. <laughs> Ellen, you know you me. Know, James we, Dixon. 2002. Baby doll. And Ellen's just nodding, you know, like, kind of like, all right, I'm going to ease my way out of this room type of way. I like when he berates people for not remembering him. It's a classic paper that you remember. No, you remember. It was 2005. You know me. It was two, eight, 2 in the morning. Sean Penn pretending not to remember me. <laughs> F him. Can we tell the story? Wait, about- wait, wait, wait. Didn't it end there, oh. though? Then the U.S. women's gold medal uh, hockey oh, team yes. oh, no. is on there, which, yeah. uh, which oh, paved the way for a lot of great photos. As soon as I heard they were on, I was like, oh, no, oh, no. he's going to be right in the middle of them trying to get pictures with all I of watched them. eight minutes of one of your games. It was <laughs> Not great. Even. Tugging on their gold medals, taking pictures with them. See this? My three guest bathrooms are made out of this. <laughs> Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> Um, All right. Hold on. Let's take a break. Hey, with over 19,000 State Farm agents nationwide, you can get an agent that gets you as well as Paul George and Russell Westbrook get each other. That's the focus of the Ringer's new Relationship Goals video. Russell Westbrook, Paul George. I thought this would work. Paul George is kind of the overqualified number two, and Russell Westbrook, obviously an alpha dog, likes likes to shoot and do stuff. Um, it's been fascinating to watch them kind of decide who gets the ball at the end of the games. I've enjoyed it. Uh, Paul George, probably the best two-way player in the league right now. Best defensive player, that's for sure. And uh, and Westbrook, obviously, a force of nature at the end of the games. Their stats combined have helped the Thunder lead the league in turnovers forced per games and points off turnovers per games. We'll see if they can make the playoffs. That is a tough Western Conference. Regardless, be sure to check out that video on theringer.com. It's coming this week. Or the Ringer's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the ringer. Or the Ringer's Facebook. Or the Ringer's Twitter. At Twitter. And remember, the teammates on the court. Like teammates on the court. A relationship with a State Farm agent sets you up for the success off the court. Go to statefarm.com to get an agent that gets you. And since we're here, let's talk about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home, refinancing your existing home loan. Don't you want to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage? Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. 
Their trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Bill Simmons, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Back to the Wacky Cousins. So the last time you were on the pod, a lot of stuff has happened since. Yes. Are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> well, first that? of all, that's it's easy. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you beat your your show and your profile and everything went up like a giant level. In Hold like, on one in like second. Frightening I wanna, ways. I want to get back to this, but I want to know where you got that Ramones t-shirt. <laughs> My wife bought it for me. <laughs> Where'd she buy it? Like Fred Siegel or something like that? I don't know. Is that one of those like ninety dollar no, rock and roll t shirts? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> do you like the Ramones? Huh? <laughs> I said, do you like the Ramones? It's like the t shirt. <laughs> you're not allowed to wear a t shirt of a band you're not into. How many Ramones can you name? <laughs> Joey. <laughs> Never mind Ramones. Tommy. Sal. Come up with all the Italian names you have. Bobby. Sorry, let's Bob go back. Bob was great. We'll um, go back to your love of the Ramones. Yeah, so your profile was up. This is the first time you've had like the people out there that are like, fuck that guy. What? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, there's a whole segment out there like, fuck that guy. Oh, no, there have been, uh, there's been that for a long no, time. but this is like, oh, you this mean is half real. of the country. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> That's not a segment. That's this half. Is, <laughs> you got political, but you got it in a way that was genuine to you and your experiences in life, but people still don't like that. Yeah, no, people are um, very, very angry in this country right now. Why yeah. ask? Everybody asks him this. Why? Why? They will. I'm, I'm just. I'm <laughs> just want to cover every it. interview he does. <laughs> no, we're, we're glossing over this. They so. will apply it to any situation. I can uh, post a picture of my daughter eating pancakes, and they'll be like, "You liberal pussy." dick sucker (laughs) it's like hey it's just pancakes (laughs) can maybe we wait for something that's uh, relevant to this comment people have asked him about this but that's just from baby doll by the way i actually know him and i know how he is and and he his instinct much like mine and it's the italian in all of us is to fight back yeah and you have to and that's the worst thing you could do it's like engaging in the land war in vietnam yeah. And you just kind of have to go. Uh. Every once in a while, you can fight back. In fact, well, I Trump's sh- an easy target to fight back. This morning, my, uh, I realized something. I've been, you know, I've been like kind of, you know, leading up to the Oscars, it's a lot of stress and, you know, a lot of anxiety. And, and then when it's over, it's just kind of over, you know, and everybody writes and says, oh, great job, this and that, whatever. And, and you, you say, oh, thank you. And then you're kind of, it's over, you know, it's, yeah. it's now Tuesday. And we're back to work on the regular show. So it's a little bit of a letdown. And this morning, I uh, I got up and I opened my computer and Trump uh, tweeted about the low-rated Emmys, uh, Oscars, and I tweeted a snappy little comeback. And and I realized after I did how I was really happy. And (laughs) I felt like I was back. (laughs) <laughs> I said to you my wife, mojo back. this is better than coffee i don't know why i'm like excited to go to work now i'm like happy to go there and right, right. respond to the president his trump his tweet that was directed basically at me well because your profile is high enough now that it's hard to find people that it's a no lose for you to go back and forth with him 
Yeah, well, if he was, engages, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I think with the with the president of the United States, yeah, he takes time to single you out. It's that's it's great. Always a no. It's a win every time. <laughs> yeah, you go back. You love this though. I do. I like it. I, it's, something it's, it's makes weird how we've though. come. Like a year ago, it was like, oh, Fallon, Colbert, Kimmel, who's winning? Like, and it's not like it's really now who's trashing Trump or who's who's how they're treating the the business of the day, you know, versus. And, and until someone from the ringer writes a lukewarm article about us oh uh, it is just about oh, that happen? no that well, didn't happen no it's, it's like two weeks ago no what are you talking it's about so long ago don't worry about it <laughs> you're telling me you don't have a little meeting with your staff and say no. whatever you write no. whatever you do you better not cross kimmel well that no, might have that might have been in an email <laughs> no the, uh, it's different times it's 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 very strange Oh, by I the mean, way, I forgot to. Did you, were you guys? Was there any excitement at all? I don't think I got much of a reaction at all from you. For what about the uh, Timothy Chalamet? Oh, what yeah. a big fan he oh, is no, of but, of you and your podcast. It's and actually fact, he's probably listening right now. It's actually the opposite. Why? My entire staff is in love with him, including some of the guys. Yeah, yeah and yes, it was a likeable. huge, huge, huge moment. Oh, he good. is like the number one prodigal son of the Ringer. Good. I think right, I good. think every woman that works for us is in love with him in some form. He's well, and I yeah. think I think every woman is in love with him. Like period. Well, like my wife, my daughter, like everybody I know loves that guy. He's, he's very likable. Besides being a handsome kid and a and a great actor, but I thought he had some of the best reactions during the award show. Not just at the Oscars, but at the Independent Spirit the day before. Really great. Oh, yeah, like really got a kick that. out of it. Yeah. By the way, I should say that John Mulaney and Nick Kroll were. They were excellent. absolutely hilarious. Yeah, they were the excellent. Independent Spirit Awards, and I I emailed them afterwards. I was like, "You motherfuckers!" <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to do the Oscars tomorrow. Take it easy. <laughs> but no, that, were they as funny at the after party when you went? <laughs> they were good. It was good to see both of them. Food was good. <laughs> but um, the uh, he put his kids in a panic room uh, <laughs> just to keep them <laughs> keep them occupied while he went to the party. But the show's a little more political than it used to be. What is your show? Oh, it's yeah, it's a lot more political, but you understand it. I mean, you know, you've been here. What we always did from the beginning is we talked about what was in the news of the day. You gravitate towards what people what care is about. in the news of the day. You have every no choice. Single day. And if in a few years we get a, a boring president, then it will revert back the other way. Not just our show, but all of the shows. How do you think it's changed late night? Just how how. uh people are seeing these shows do you feel like um i feel like people are looking for catharsis people are looking for someone first of all to summarize the madness each yeah. day because yeah. it's a lot to absorb and it's a lot of work to take it all in and then also to say the things that they feel like they want to say or at least just want to think i think that's why people are are watching these shows and why you see when you 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 do a segment that uh, touches on this material. It it becomes it very viral. You know, all the news outlets are hungry for our commentary at the end of each day. We have to like you know tell them what we did before the show. So airs. it's almost like a daily recap of all the zaniness from. It's a daily recap of the country. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, you wrote on the show when Bush was in office, and a lot of people didn't like him. They didn't like the way he was handling the country, but we didn't pound him every day. We, we mentioned him once a week. We'd wait till he ran into a door at the end of the week or yeah. something, then we'd make a big deal out of it. This guy is five tweets in before we wake up. We have to, we have to address it. We, you crazy the characters like yeah. this edition of this Nunberg, Nunberg yeah. is like I you know it's really like Breaking Bad or something when Gus shows up for the first time mm -hmm. you're like oh here's another great character yeah it's true well we, I remember the first like couple months and you didn't we Act One was kind of evolving. it wasn't scripted at yeah all. you didn't really know what it was mm -hmm. yet but we would always be so grateful when something happened you'd yeah, be like sure. I remember there was like Michael Jackson crazy 2020 interview that he did with the kid who had slept over and it was like what is this do we do we touch this We're like we got to everyone's talking about it and that's that's kind of what act one has to be it's like the what worst, are people talking about the worst nights are when there are a dozen semi-interesting stories and you have to make something out of them those are the tough nights when there are big stories it's a lot easier i mean it's a lot of work still but at least you know the audience knows what you're talking about. You don't have to catch them up on on what's happening somewhere. Were you were you worried when Jimmy started diving into some of this like real stuff? Worried over the last about year? people Just hating about him, him yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, was, yeah, I worry the whole a family bit, like takes it really personally when Jimmy gets attacked. It's weird because I don't. I take it personally. I don't see it as much as he does. But like, if he'll copy me on a tweet, if he'll list me as my handle on a tweet, if on a show that I'm in, then I get what you get like a, a, a one one hundredth of it. I'm like, oh my God, I, I forgot how crazy people are. Out Sal there. has asked uh, me to disassociate myself from yeah. him. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> he was so happy he doesn't have we his different last name. We can this. Uh, there's no point. <laughs> um, and when is, when is Billy's birthday? April 21st, day after Hitler's. <laughs> is that, that's true. We were very nervous. At least I was. I didn't yeah. want him to be born on Hitler's birthday. Oh my! I didn't even know that was a thing. I was like, Molly, you're gonna have to hold it in. If you start having contractions at six a.m., it's gonna be a long twenty-four hours. Yeah. I had the opposite. My son was almost born on Halloween, and I was really rooting for it for the Michael Myers kind of yeah for whatever. Veronica. And he just wouldn't come out. The fucking guy stayed in there three hours uh, longer. Oh, just missed it. You don't want to be born on Halloween. That's I was fired up for it. Well, it's the worst. I mean, your birthday is just gone. Well, now he has the greatest because he's got Halloween and then he's got yeah the next. It's like a two-day extravaganza. It must be just an incredible no. sugar rush over that 48-hour period. <laughs> See, it literally <laughs> is. Candy in the cake. Out of his mind. He needs a little sugar. He's a little, you yeah, know, he's, little he's, low The last thing he needs is yeah. more You energy. know, last night, was, last night, Monday, was the night after the Oscars, and we were very tired. Uh, we went to bed very late, and then our daughter woke us up very, very early. And then I felt like, because it was my wife's 40th birthday, yeah. I should get up, even though you know I just hosted the Oscars. <laughs> I felt like I should get up. And so yeah. my wife went back to sleep, and I got up with the kids, and... Um, and then last night I came home and her mom and sister and brother-in-law, everybody and were there with cake and pizza and stuff like that. So it was a uh, it was quite a two days for me. Jesus. <laughs> I was up till midnight last night. Never ends. What, how much delirious. sleep are you getting on Oscars week? Because like he, Molly had some Instagram posts like it's two in the morning and we're working on the monologue. It was like Saturday night. I'll tell you, on um, Saturday night, first of all, the rehearsal doesn't end till after midnight, which yeah. is ridiculous. And they have to be there early. We do the whole show. I don't know if people know this, but on Saturday, we run through the whole show. 
Then on Sunday, in the early morning, we do the whole show to time. And then we do the whole show live starting at 5 o'clock. So we get What do you mean the whole show to time? I mean, we start at the top of the show. We go through the whole thing. They have stand-ins, pretend to be the So you literally do four hours? We literally do four hours. Jesus. And then we come back and do... Saturday night and then Sunday morning. Yeah. But nothing Friday. It's funny when everybody thinks the Oscars ran long that nobody had any idea it was... I don't know. It's why like, oh, it ran long say, again. It's like, yeah. I'm pretty you, you sure it was all intentional. Even internally, be. they always say like, yeah, because it's going to be three hours and 45 minutes or whatever. Like, we know it's going to be within a 10, 20 minute range of yeah. how long the show is going to be. But for some reason, it, it didn't doesn't really run long when you know what the length is going to be in advance. I'll, but I'll tell you what I was nervous about. You asked me what I was nervous about. The first time you did your uh, your monologue at that rehearsal, because there was already a leak. Yeah, I was nervous about that. I was too. like, I don't know if this is the right move. I understand why. Oh, you there, what do, do you mean there was a leak? TMZ had already reported that Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway were there, and they wrote. Uh, like, you know, and I don't know why that's okay. Like, it, it, I could see if something's news, but like, if you're basically ruining a show, you're it's yeah. a spoiler, and I don't know why. What does that's... anyone get out of it except for what two hundred dollars they paid the guy or whatever? Yeah, they get whatever click-throughs they get. But on that Friday, on that Saturday night, I came home and my monologue was still in a state of flux i had what what was in flux it just was it was too long i i was still wrestling with how i was going to address the serious issues um and you know i i wasn't settled on a monologue. i had to cut like two pages and the monologue was like seven pages long so i had to cut about two pages we get home it's like 1 30 in the morning our son is crying which he never does he's never you know so molly goes up there and i'm sitting at the computer working on the monologue and then i just hear ah, 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 and i go running upstairs and molly is covered in vomit like um, oh no like, <laughs> like you know when you dip a pretzel in white chocolate right <laughs> that's what she looked like and it is all over her. So she hands me the baby and I take off his clothes and I got him. And now he's happy and he's laughing. You know, <laughs> he's like, yep, Mission look what I just did. And she's she had to go take a shower. I mean, that's how much. Oh, my God. And she had had sp- a spray tan earlier that day. So like, there's like vomit stains on her spray tan. <laughs> She'd had her hair blown out and like every, it's a disaster. Uh, so I take him and he thinks it's funny and he's wide awake. Now it's like two thirty in the morning uh, and I'm looking at him and I just said, listen, I got to I'm hosting the Oscars. Yeah. Tomorrow. Not Get your even shit tomorrow. Together. Later today. Yeah. And you need to go to sleep. Do you listen? No. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that not make the monologue? I don't know. I should have put it in there. He also bit me on the nose hard the other day. Uh, yeah, he really just got out of my nose. And ten months is when they when you're holding them and they'll just randomly punch you in the head and think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And any I miss ten months. I know nobody cares about this stuff, and maybe this is like the uh, your the end of the show segment. Are you guys going to do one of those, or is that only? What for- do you mean? When you talk about the parents' corner. Uh, oh, yeah. Let yeah. this be it. Oh, yeah. that could be All your right. parent corner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go. So parents' corner. Kids <laughs> have a a sense that we don't have. We've become accustomed as adults to things being on our heads. So, like, you see, like, Sal has a baseball hat on. It doesn't look weird to us. We see a baseball hat. Or if you were to be wearing glasses, we'd say, okay, you're wearing glasses. But the kids, babies, would look at you and go, what's on your face what's on your head i need that and they immediately want to pull it off of you because it seems weird that there's something on your head 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think, no, the 10 month mark. I, <laughs> I don't know. It always strikes me as funny how funny they think it is. Well, I would say be careful you. the headbutt. The headbutt, the headbutt is brutal. Right here, and it could come out of nowhere. My son just... does the reverse headbutt, which is he oh, the, likes the to throwback. dive backwards. Oh. Yeah, it's only with me. Yeah. So all of a, I'll be holding him, and all of a sudden, because I I tilt him backwards, and he loves it, and mm. he'll just throw himself backwards. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> and it's funny, but it's dangerous. Um, Knock a tooth out. I have uh, my he parent no corner. Teeth. Here's my quick parent <laughs> corner. I took my son's phone on Sunday. Because he was playing ball inside the house and like broke a small window. And mm -hmm. he knew, and he just ran upstairs like a scared dog. And then I saw the window and I'm like, what the hell happened? I come up and he's like, I'm sorry. You should take my phone. And he was like punishing himself. I'm like, I'm absolutely going to take your phone. I'm taking it for a week. You can get it back in a week. For take breaking it. a window? Yeah, because he, he knows. Broke the phone. That's just he, break the glass. He knows. <laughs> I, I was so mad at him because the playing ball in the house thing. So I take the phone. Oh, what a hypocrite. He, he disappears for three hours to sulk. He comes down for the Oscars. And then he's like, Dad, if I get the next three categories right in a row, I get my phone back. And I'm like, well, what do I get? He's like, nothing. But you know, it would be really hard to get three in a row. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'll give you your phone back. This is a great so, way to increase ratings, by the way. So, <laughs> so the, first, the first category, I'm like, there's no way he's going to do this. We're hitting all the technical yeah. stuff. The first category is Best Supporting Actress. The only movie he'd seen out of the five is I, Tanya. So he's like, I picked the I, Tanya lady. I'm like, all right. So he gets that one. Second one is Kobe's category. I'm like, oh my God, really? Kobe? So of course he picks that. Kobe uh, wins. Yeah, yeah. And now he's like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get the next one. And then the next one is best animated. And it was Coco, which was obviously uh, going to win. Yeah. And and he's running around the house with his arms up. Breaking windows. Future gambler. I mean, this is really, gambler. he's going to be in the he degenerate quad. What he really did. did. I was like, what are the odds? Those are the three categories. The only one he's going to get. Every really boy breaks a window and tries to hide it. Yeah. And in fact, um, I would like to share a story about my cousin, Sal. I may mm. get a couple of little details <laughs> wrong, but it doesn't matter. So don't correct me. Sal broke a window <laughs> when he was a kid in the 80s. And um, there was some mystery as to who'd done it because he didn't necessarily want his mother to know that yeah. he'd done it. Nor his father. How was there mystery when Sal was living in the house? <laughs> Well, that, listen, you you haven't been to that house. There's a Sal okay. is, Sal's maybe the calmest member a lot of going it. going on. Yeah, so, okay. Um, so uh, there was a little bit of a cover-up, and my Aunt Fran, Sal's mother, went to Sal. She obviously knew he'd done it. Mm. And she said, Sal, do you remember on the Cosby show when they said it's always better to tell the truth? And Sal took a moment, and Sal said, all right. Theo did it. <laughs> <laughs> then what I happened? I forgot about that. Yeah. It seemed the safest way to go. <laughs> Jesus. Do you have a quick paracord or so? Uh, I do. Oh, I, I guess I do. They have, um, I, it's funny. They have these stuffed animals. They used, used to do it with live animals where the preschool would give the live animal to the kid every weekend. A different kid would take it home and you take pictures with the, with the thing it now it becomes a flat stanley what kind of animals now, did they give you i don't know it was like uh, we once had a rabbit it was just like a rabbit we took yeah. the rabbit home for the weekend and miraculously i was able to get it back in, in, in alive its, in its original form yeah but now it's a stuffed animal stuffed animal's name was molly and uh see this is a visual thing it's not going to play as well but um so we had to take 
Molly home for my uh, son Harrison and you take pictures with it wherever you go. So Saturday I'm scrambling before the uh, Oscar rehearsal. I'm like, we have to get your mother a gift. I say to the kids, we're going to go to the mall. And Melissa says, take uh, Molly with you. You have to take pictures with, with her, uh, with the doll, wherever you go. And give me Tate. You may have to cut out. Maybe the last you post this on uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you could on your new Instagram. Oh, yes. Your new yes. Instagram. yes, I will. Yeah. What is your new Instagram? I was trying to get Sal to go on Instagram for two years. It's the cousin Sal. Meanwhile, I was flagged. I had to uh, I had to delete my first picture. Anyway, this what? is the picture yeah. I take. <laughs> he got yeah. busted by what the What was Academy. your first picture? Baby doll, and it has all the seat the seating chart in the background. Uh, right? At the Oscars. Uh, yeah, he, was, he was vaping in the at the Oscars. And baby doll got yelled at for it. They're like, yeah. you need to take that picture down. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. even if what, I knew I, how, I, I would never. What is Instagram? And I'm not doing it anyway. <laughs> so anyway, here's the picture I take. Of this, Harrison in the mall, Jimmy. You <laughs> this is a picture of Harrison, Sal's little son, standing next to uh, mannequins that have bras on <laughs> in the lingerie department. She gets mad. She won't forward it. This, is, this does not make the collage. It, it didn't make no, it. No, I was like, I give up. What do you it want says, me to do? choose your smooth, the vanishing back collection. And he looks, Harrison looks pretty wow. excited. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot there. of high hopes for that kid. <laughs> Well, yeah, he looks right. he looks super comfortable could be the there. next timothy chalamet if we play our cards right <laughs> i think so i have one more mini parent corner because we're probably not doing this for a while sure. my son loves hamilton mm -hmm. and my son loves mlb the show okay that video game he created an outfielder named alexander hamilton and he gave him like all the best <laughs> power and speed and all this stuff and he plays and Alexander Hamilton hits home runs and he goes nuts and sings Hamilton songs. <laughs> really? And it's like, yeah, it's he's a lunatic. Wow. That's he's going to be living at home till he's 40. <laughs> that is, is both the opposite ends of the spectrum, really. Yeah, it's really the, the <laughs> Hamilton and video games. It's really something. Uh, so what's next? For who? For you. The death, I guess. I don't know. No, that's it. Up front? What's your next big thing? towards death. What's your next big thing? Baby Doll says he could host for the next five years if he wants. I am. Did Baby Doll say that? I am. Um, Why can't you just be the Oscars host every year? Oh, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> why not? <laughs> you know why not. Look well, at me. Look at my it. face. <laughs> you look great. I am going to. I have. I don't know exactly what the date is, but I'm going to host a, a, an SCTV uh, reunion. Uh, oh, you were excited about this in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. So that I'm excited about. Oh, nice. And then uh, the upfronts and then, you know. Maybe I'll go fishing. Roast battle? Roast yeah, I would go to the roast battle. <laughs> we <laughs> went at Montreal, I'm there. We had a we had a dinner and Martin you brought Martin short. Yes. For my birthday, yeah. And yeah. I had always heard he was one of the great dinner guests. He is the so greatest. He might be guest. the greatest dinner guest, yeah. right? Oh, no question. He just had, we had like eight people there, and it just was Martin Short for three hours. Yeah, because who who else do you want right. to well, talk? No, you don't want anyone else to talk. He's just <laughs> telling stories. Yeah, he, he's the he, best. It was uh is he like who's the pantheon talk show? Who who are like the most like you well, see Rickles somebody passed away? I mean, Rickles definitely was mm. you know right up there. He was in the in memoriam, and I was worried about you coming out of the in memoriam, knowing how <laughs> believe how me, sad I, you get. I checked in numerous times to make sure he would be in that in memoriam montage because I I know that a lightning bolt would have hit me on the way out of the theater if he yeah. hadn't been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who else? Who's in the Mount Rushmore? Of the great talk show guests? Just like you see them on the thing, they don't even have anything to plug. Steve Martin, Martin Short, um, Charles Barkley, uh, Shaq. 
Who else? You derive more enjoyment Casey out Morgan? of Morgan. You derive yeah, more I, enjoyment I out of Tracy Shaq Morgan. than I think anybody ever has. I love. You've him. completely. He's captured your comedy heart. You see things in him that I don't think most people see. I've seen those things in him for many, for years, many years and years and years. People be like, "Oh, he's." Mum-. I knew why he was mumbling. He doesn't want to talk yeah. to those guys. What was the roast? That, what was the roast story? We did that roast like fifteen years ago. Oh, that was the craziest. He was. It was. He was paying a cousin or to take a shit or what? What was that? The story was. It's funny. Daniel brought this up the other day. <laughs> there was a story shared about Shaq where his cousin, I guess his version of Sal, he um, <laughs> he was on the. Queen Latifah show, the okay. talk show, and he told his cousin he would give him $10,000 if during the interview he meandered on stage and took a shit. <laughs> and then when Shaq appeared on Letterman for the first time, the bounty was up to $150,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have to walk. But wouldn't he have gotten tackled before he, oh, the he shit came been, out? He would have not made it. There's no one Letterman. <laughs> the guest barely made it out to his desk. Just say but, Theo did it. But imagine that guy thinking about that 150 and sweating. And, I mean, that's yeah. a lot of money. Jimmy uh, cha- gave me a challenge. I, I wasn't positive if he was kidding, and I was pretty sure he was kidding. But what did you do right before? At the before? end of the show. Go ahead. Yeah, tell. Just before Warren Beatty and... Faye Dunaway came out. Oh, no. It occurred to me. Well, first of all, I thought it would be great to, if I just walked out there and just threw like 400 envelopes at them. <laughs> so yeah. they didn't know which one was which. <laughs> but then it hit me and I ran back and I said to Sal, I said, Sal, you got to, when Warren, just before he opens that envelope, race out there, snatch it, and keep running until morning. <laughs> <laughs> what would I have? Would I have been out of jail by now? I would have, right? I, I don't been- think you're. there's any... I don't think you would have broken any laws. You were, you had a pass. You were allowed to be on that stage. Really? You, the value of the envelope technically is probably less than 10 cents. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe you'd get some kind of a misdemeanor yeah. interrupting a, a broadcast charge. I should have done it. That would have been your greatest prank like ever. That. Yeah. That I'm trying to think good. how to top that in front of 30 million people. You still the uh, envelope. All right, next year. Next year. I don't know. Sure. I don't know how I felt about them running them back. About what? Beatty and I uh, told Dunaway. them I, they, I wouldn't have picked that. When they asked me to host again, I said I will do it, but we have to have them back. We <laughs> must have it because, and it it was great. You know, I mean, it it people even though almost everyone knew it was probably going to happen, it was. Um, so you think it was worth it? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, because think about it. Like, you want to just ignore it and have jack nicholson come out and it's like oh okay but it was fun to see them again and also to like kind of be in on all the negotiations that went on yeah <laughs> you think they asked to get paid this time no 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 oh. no actual financial but just like how it would go you know um you know faye dunaway had her own ideas about how it should go <laughs> oh jesus somehow she was on the phone with baby doll for somehow she got baby dolls <laughs> cell phone number Faye Dunaway shut up and called and spoke to him for what 35 or 40 minutes how is this possible didn't really know she was presenting right who is this Faye who even though this has been booked for months she he baby said of course baby had no idea yeah like so are you planning to be because she lives in France or something you're planning to be at the show she's like no I have no plans this is two days before the show (laughs) oh my god what did people bring up? What did the last nine months? What did people bring up to you more? The 
Oscar's envelope, the first speech about Billy, or the second, the second speech. Billy, um, uh, Billy a million times, times a thousand. Yeah. yeah, it is weird, and thank God he's doing well because if he wasn't, I would be reminded of that twenty times a day. I people mean, would just come up to you. And, yeah. and it's weird, you know. People come up to you, probably like, "How's your son doing?" It's like, well, I'm happy to report, and thank you for. I understand yeah. they're mm. they're being nice, whatever, but. What if he wasn't doing well? Yeah, How do you right. think this conversation would go? You know, Ugh. it's like, it's just a little weird. So that's every day. People are like, how's Billy? Billy, how's he doing? He's great. If I, if I go anywhere other than to work, yeah, at least a dozen times a day. Yeah. Do you get it, Sal? I get it, but it's about you. It's how's Billy? I was like, well, he's got this Ramones t-shirt that no one knows. I, I think he's spiraling. Out. He might go to four podcasts yeah. a week. He's doing a lot of weird things to his children. He needs to have his Netflix account movies. taken away. They probably do. All right. This was fun. Thanks for coming to my office. Anything to plug? No, I have nothing to plug. As you know, anything I to bet on? Should we? Is there a bet we could make? Mm. What do we, we should, have we'll, coming up? We'll get Jimmy in on whatever we decide to oh, do with NBA bet. Finals. Well, well, we'll actually affect the bet. But there's no way Baby's still listening to this podcast, right? I mean, he's checked out. Oh, yeah. He's got oh, yeah. Let's, let's come up with. When will he come back? When, when will we see him again? Well, here in LA? here's uh, the question is, do we do the do we do like the three part baby doll podcast, me, you and baby doll, where we just go for like four hours and we tell the entire story of baby doll? I mean, you think about like these these scripted podcasts that are yeah, on now, right. like Serial and Dirty John, all this. Couldn't like the baby doll six episode? Six. I'm telling Eight. you, we'll make cram that into six episodes. Ten? We, we might have to do that posthumously because I'm not certain that he'll be able to continue to work in show business yeah. if we if we really do it properly. So we yeah, have to let, wait like eight months. Yeah, let's wait eight months. <laughs> <laughs> do it posthumously. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> what if we did a documentary kidding, on him? Kidding. It would win the Oscar, right? It should be called a Kidding, short film. Kidding. Can you, why, you do, <laughs> this kidding, is kidding. it. <laughs> you do a short film about Baby Doll, and you short. get all the people Kobe got, and we win the Oscar. You get Kobe as a presenter, <laughs> or like as a producer. He'll, people he, want to vote for him. Yeah, he's already animated. Why not? Yeah. What other person could you get as a producer that would just swing the committee like that? You oh. see a Magic Johnson. Magic. People love Magic Johnson out here more than Kobe. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know if they love him more than Kobe, but they're right. They're neck and neck. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Maybe Tommy Lasorda. Oh no. <laughs> Here's the animated short. Okay, Tommy Lasorda. He's on the toilet. Okay, he's cutting a guy. He's a guy comes in. He's cutting a reliever. Yeah. He's cutting. Uh, he's cutting Steve Howe. Steve Howe's had some. Yeah, he's had some issues. Problems. Maybe it's the early '80s. He's cutting Steve Howe. Howe walks in. Suddenly, Tommy, he has an explosion, just like you know, <laughs> really fettuccine Alfredo the night before, and then his bowel movement comes to life, and his bowel movement actually becomes like, like the best player on the team, the best left-handed reliever they have. No, he's a power hitter. Oh, yeah. Is this called deer diarrhea? Ooh, that's, oh, nice. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. We have to. Oh, but he's blue. He came out blue. <laughs> Dodger oh, blue. Yeah. yeah, he's Dodger blue. I'm or maybe you. at the end he turns Dodger blue. You get that's Magic Johnson good. as a producer. Yeah. Wow. You hire all the people Kobe hired. This could happen. Get Gretzky involved. You could do this. <laughs> I hope Tom's not listening because he's he will not think this is funny. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Sal's never forgiven that. Tommy for berating one of his kids. Oh, no, I loved it. I still have it on my phone. Oh, no, that was very sweet, actually. There was, <laughs> was no, yeah. What did he yell at him? Well, he's he in said, the Dodger yeah, suite. Instead of yes. Jesus, which Jesus. is a big do you Do you like to play baseball? Yeah. And Jack goes, yeah. He says, not yeah, yes. You know, you, you know, you say yes, not yeah, yeah. No, not yet. It was like it was who's on first. It really it's was. Costello. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get to work on that. So that we need and we need something with Baby Doll. Yeah. To torture him. Oh, Baby Doll could play his agent. Yeah. That's did right. we ever create the Baby Doll Instagram account or no? Uh, no, we never did. And if we did, he wouldn't know it anyway. But don't we have enough pictures that we could just post a oh, picture God, every yeah. day? We do, yeah. But I have to save them for my annual Christmas card. Yeah, that's and I true. Have the Cody's. I have the that's, yeah, you got the Cody's. Already, I collected quite a few over Oscar. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank Thanks, you. Cousin Sal. Good don't job forget, on you, Billy. Against all odds, Cousin Sal. Yeah. Uh, March Madness coming up. A whole bunch of good things. The trifecta. You don't have a podcast, Jimmy. You just have a late night show. I know. I'm the all only right. person in America without a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think you're. I'd rather have the late night show, I think. I think you're doing all right. Uh, thanks, guys. All right, thanks again to Jimmy. Thanks again to the Cuz. Don't forget about the Cousins podcast, Against All Odds. Thanks to ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to Gillette. Get Gillette performance delivered to your door. No more getting mad at yourself because you just got back from the grocery store and you realized you forgot to buy blades. That sucks. Subscribe today. Pick your favorite razor. Get every fourth order free. Visit Gillette online at Gillette On Demand. Dot com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Recapables new podcast that we launched uh, last week, breaking down Atlanta right after Atlanta ends on FX at 1030 East Coast time. We put up the Recapables. So we'll be doing that again on Thursday. And Bachelor Party, if you love TV, especially ridiculous TV, the Bachelor Party podcast hosted by Juliet Lippman is on fire this week. I think we're having three. We also have a rewatchables coming. And guess what? Guess what the topic is? We've been circling for a while. It's Creed. We taped this two weeks ago, and it is, I think, the longest rewatchables we ever did. It's almost two hours and goes in a whole bunch of different directions. It's me, Sean Fennessy, Wesley Morris, and Cam Collins. And uh definitely the deepest deep dive we've done on a movie and and what it means in culture and uh, tying it into Black Panther, all that stuff. So if you love the rewatchables, that's coming on Friday morning. Get ready for that. See you later in the week. <laughs> <laughs>